MSW Media. Hey, I'm Ben Micellis. I'm Brett Micellis. And I'm Jordy. And we are the hosts of the Midas Touch podcast, the top-rated, top-watched political podcast for pro-democracy content. Each week, we do multiple episodes where we break down the political issues of the day here in the United States and abroad as we fight for democracy. Isn't that right, Brett? That's right, Ben. We've had conversations with some incredible guests like White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, Beto O'Rourke, DNC Chair Jamie Harrison, Glenn Kirshner, Mary Trump, celebrities like Deborah Messing, Alyssa Milano, Michael Rappaport, and more. So subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast wherever you get your podcast. That's the Midas Touch, M-E-I-T-A-S-T-O-U-C-H podcast. Jordy, anything to add? Shout out to the Midas Midas! Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. Today, the Department of Justice now has communications between Oath Keepers and Trump's lieutenants. The January 6th committee moves closer to subpoenas for Republican members of Congress. Biden signs a bill that will streamline military aid to Ukraine. And an anonymous donor pays the student loan balances for the graduates of an historically black college. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello. Hello, Dana. Hi, A.G. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Kind of a a little bit of a slow news day. I love it when we can fit in like an awesome special interest story like the one about Wiley College and how an anonymous donor just paid their debts off. You're going to get to that at the end of the hot notes. I'm really excited. That's awesome. And I have to say there's a lot of good people out there with a lot of money, and I hope that they're able to put that where we need it for the midterms. (laughs) Yes, 100 percent. 100, as the squad says. All right. So we do have a lot of news today and then we'll have some good news in a little bit. And uh, I need a good I need a new good news song because the music cops have finally caught up with us. Oh, (laughs) so they're taking down our unlicensed use of uh, Modest Mouse. So tomorrow I'm going to be sitting down with a musician friend of mine and, and trying to come up with something original. Wish me luck. I love it. And hey, if there's anyone out there listening who thinks that they can do this and want to take a stab at it, don't hesitate to send in some submissions. Yeah, we do have some very creative individuals who listen to this show. Indeed. Sure. I'm sure very talented as well. So truly amazing community. Uh, just the, the, you know, the redo of the Beans theme songs that we've had in the last couple of weeks. Right. Amazing. I know. All right. So let's get to it with the hot notes. Hot notes. Okay, now this story is, I saw, I've been watching the news all day, you know, cable news, and this story has gotten about two minutes all day, and it is one of the biggest fucking stories I've ever heard. Top leaders in the Oath Keepers, that's the far-right extremist group, in case you didn't know, have been turning over phones and digital files and sitting for interviews with the Department of Justice, FBI, and detailing how they worked to benefit Donald Trump's campaign and communicated with others in the former president's orbit. And that's according to court records and multiple sources familiar with the investigation. Kelly Sorrell, a lawyer working with the Oath Keepers, told CNN she has met with the FBI several times and has handed over phones. Now, 
She's one of the people who was in the parking garage the night before the Capitol attacked. You remember? Ah, yes. She's like, I was only there for a minute. Uh." So this is the lady. She declined to say more about what she shared with investigators, but her ties to the group have come up in court filings, including a virtual meeting a week after the 2020 presidential election when Oath Keepers talk about heading to Washington, D.C., and Sorrell briefs them about the campaign's legal fight. Quote, I've done interviews. I've done everything. I'm helping them. That's what Sorrell said about her cooperation with the government. She does not represent any Oath Keepers in their criminal proceedings and has not been charged in the seditious conspiracy case against several members in connection with the insurrection. Investigators have also learned about encrypted messages on the app Signal leading up to January 6th, in which Oath Keepers were messaging high-profile right-wing political organizers. And that's according to four people familiar with its existence. The Justice Department recently provided records of the chat to defense attorneys in the sedition case, according to these folks. In court last week, prosecutors also disclosed how Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes called an unnamed person on speakerphone from a hotel suite the evening of January 6th, asking to speak directly to Donald Trump and urging the person to tell Trump to call upon groups like the Oath Keepers to forcefully oppose the transfer of power. Prosecutors have said they expect to bring more charges against people affiliated with extremist groups. Grand jury activity continues apace. And investigators are talking to a wide range of people, including organizers of pro-Trump rallies that preceded the U.S. Capitol attack, while also seeking information about attempts to impede the certification of Joe Biden's electoral win. Are you getting all this? I mean, (laughs) it's a big story. This is the biggest layout of everything the Justice Department is doing that we've ever had. All signs are that the biggest investigation in Justice Department history is expanding beyond the hundreds of alleged rioters and exploring connections with more politically connected players. I think it's self-evident, quote, that they are continuing to work their way up the food chain to get to who their grand prize is. That's Lee Bright, defense lawyer for Rhodes. And he said that in an interview, referring to speculation that the Justice Department will eventually get to Trump. Rhodes himself met with the FBI multiple times before his arrest in January and handed over his electronics, according to his lawyers. Rhodes has pled not guilty and is set to go to trial in July. That's soon. Several Trump supporters and operatives also have indicated they're sharing information with prosecutors. As we know, Ali Alexander received a grand jury subpoena for information about the pro-Trump rally on January 6th, among a lot of other things. And he said he'd be willing to cooperate and has been responsive to prosecutors' requests, according to a person familiar with his situation. Alex Jones, we know him, InfoWars guy. He spoke at the January 5th pro-Trump rally. He's been approached by federal investigators for a meeting, though he hasn't done one yet. But that's according to his attorney. So, eh. And according to people familiar with the signal messages that prosecutors have accessed, Alex Jones appeared alongside Roger Stone, as well as Ali Alexander, members of the Oath Keepers, in what is called a VIP chat on Signal. That is your connection. Clear connection between the Oath Keepers, the Oath Keepers leaders, other extremist group leaders, Roger Stone and Alex Jones. Good stuff right there. Yeah, that chat is only one of dozens of Signal threads with more than 100,000 texts related to January 6th from Rhodes's phone alone which has become key to providing or disproving a conspiracy case against him, according to recent court filings. It's not clear if the VIP signal chat ever expanded beyond discussions of security around the rallies. On a social media account last week, though, Stone posted it was false that he texted with Rhodes and that, quote, discussions of logistics for a speech at a legally permitted event of January 5th 
proves nothing. <laughs> Robert Karen, another person who says he's helped to investigate election fraud allegations, told CNN he was approached by the FBI in a hotel in Toronto in December, then sat down to speak with them about key people connected to efforts to overturn the election. Karen says the agents indicated they were working on the investigation into violence on January 6th and the lead up to the insurrection. Karen would not say who tapped him to investigate election fraud. (laughs) Karen says he told the FBI that he had cautioned prominent right wing figures after the election that he had not found any evidence of voting machines flipping votes. And now there's a connection. There you go. Between the violence and the legal theories floated to overturn the election. Prosecutors also have obtained from an informant a transcript of a go to meeting virtual event on November 9th, 2020, during which Sorrell, that lawyer, provided an update to Oath Keepers on legal challenges on behalf of Trump. So the Oath Keepers were getting briefed on Trump's legal challenges to the 2020 transfer of power. Rhodes also spoke at that meeting. In the transcript, Sorrell described various pods of people working on the, quote, project to try to solve the mystery of the ballots. She said there was a Republican National Committee pod, hmm, the back channel pod of QAnon followers, and the campaign pod that included the Giuliani pals, an apparent reference to associates of Rudy Giuliani. Quote, so I've been in communication, she says. I obviously worked with the RNC version of it. And then I'm in, I like the Q crowd. They're kind of fun. And then I've been meeting with the campaign crowd. Oh, dear. She's the fucking linchpin between. Seriously. One of these, between all of these hubs in the hub and conspiracy. An interview with CNN, Sorrell disputes that she is the speaker on that call. But she says she did work with the Trump campaign and described various teams searching for voter fraud. She also said she went to Michigan after the election to collect affidavits about supposed fraud to send to the Trump campaign. That's Sidney Powell, with some support from the Republican Party and that the Oath Keepers protected her in that mission. A spokesperson for the RNC says, oh, we don't, we don't have any connections to the Oath Keepers. We don't know anything. That's exactly what they said. That's what they sound like every time. <laughs> and the spokespeople for Trump didn't respond to questions. Federal grand juries have met Every single day since mid-April in Washington, D.C., approving indictments related to January 6th nearly every day. Prosecutors assigned to these cases and law enforcement witnesses frequently pop in and out of the confidential proceedings. As of last week, prosecutors have signed up more than 10 defendants as cooperators against Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, whose leaders are charged with separate conspiracy allegations. The case against the Oath Keepers has taken several steps forward in recent days with two new cooperators against Rhodes and others announced in the past week. As the grand juries working through January 6th related cases stay active, some political figures have sought out criminal defense lawyers in case the DOJ shows an interest in them in the future. That's according to people familiar with the reach outs. So some of these leaders are looking for lawyers. Make lawyers get lawyers. And... Quote, there is criminal exposure for any number of people who were part of the organization and planning that were not storming the Capitol. That's Doug Jones. That's who was one of the people in the running to be the attorney general and a former Democratic senator, U.S. attorney in Alabama. He's now a private practice attorney in D.C. He's been closely following the investigation. And he says from the very beginning, the Justice Department has been casting a wide net. Federal investigators also sought to bolster the conspiracy cases by drawing connections to violence that occurred at other rallies in the weeks before January 6th. Those are Stop the Steal rallies. DOJ officials believe 
That could help prosecutors show there's a pattern of violence and that the Capitol riot wasn't just a spontaneous event, as Trump claims. Great story, A.G. Thank you for laying it out for us. This next one, President Joe Biden on Monday, he actually signed a bill into law aimed at streamlining the process of getting military assistance to Ukraine as Russia continues its invasion. In an Oval Office signing ceremony for the Ukraine Democracy Defense, so that's why it's it's called the Ukraine, because this is a title, everyone, for the Ukraine Democracy Defense Lend-Lease Act. On Monday afternoon, Biden said the atrocities that the Russians are engaging in are beyond the pale. And this is another quote. I'm signing a bill that provides another important tool in our efforts to support the government of Ukraine and the Ukrainian people in their fight to defend their country and their democracy against Russian President Vladimir Putin's brutal war. And it's brutal, Biden said, while flanked alongside Vice President Kamala Harris and the bill's sponsors, Indiana Republican Rep. Victoria Spartz, Michigan Democratic Rep. Elisa Slotkin, and Maryland Democratic Senator Ben Cardin. Earlier Monday, Putin delivered an address on Russia's annual Victory Day. Though many had speculated that the Russian leader may reveal more about his plans in Ukraine, Putin offered few clues, as he would, I'm sure, about the direction of the conflict, probably because he doesn't know what the fuck he's going to do next. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki and Putin's claims about NATO, quote, creating threats next to our border, were patently false and absurd. And that's from Jen Psaki. This is another quote. What we saw President Putin do is give a version of revisionist history that took the form of disinformation that we have seen too commonly as the Russian playbook. And that's what Saki told reporters at the White House. Now, the new law, which uses some of the requirements for the U.S. to lend or lease military equipment to Ukraine, passed by a bipartisan majority in the U.S. House and Senate. Its sponsors say the legislation gives Biden much broader authority to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia and addresses how the U.S. can get weapons to Ukraine faster. The bill signing comes as Biden continues to seek billions in additional funding for the war. He asked, or invasion as it would be, since it's one side invading the other. He asked Congress in late April for a $33 billion in aid to Ukraine. So this is one step in that direction. Yeah, this is going to help whatever aid we're giving, whatever aid we have been giving. It's going to really streamline that. So that's good. Also, Dana, the January 6th committee is moving closer to issuing subpoenas to Republican members of Congress. I did not see this on the news all fucking day. And they want to compel their cooperation in the inquiry, though it has started to dawn on them that they may be out of time. I don't think I don't know if it's starting to dawn on them, but maybe maybe it is. Maybe they're like, "Uh oh, we're running out of time. This is Hugo Lowell, who I trust implicitly. The panel is expected to make a final decision on the subpoena questions over the next couple of weeks, according to sources familiar with the deliberations with House investigators needing to start wrapping up their work before public hearings in June. While the members on the select committee remain undecided about whether to subpoena Republican members of Congress, which blows my mind, their refusal to assist the investigation in any form has caused the sentiment to turn toward taking that near unprecedented action. So because you're being dicks, we're kind of inclined to subpoena you. What has changed in recent weeks in the select committee's assessment is they cannot ignore the deep involvement between some Republican members of Congress and the former president's unlawful scheme to overturn the election. House investigators are particularly interested in any connections between Republican members of Congress and Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. That's according to the sources, since those groups were actually involved in the riot element of January 6th. But the panel's been holding off, compelling that information with subpoenas, anxious about the inevitable circus that would accompany such a move, and, as The Guardian reported in January, embolden Republicans to subpoena Democrats if they take the House in 2022, which they're going to do anyway, guys. The select committee told itself, 
the sources say, it might be able to avoid the difficulty altogether if it just get the information it needed from other places, kind of like they did with the Meadows stuff, right? So apparently that hasn't happened, Dana, especially not with respect to the issue of possible connections between Republican members of Congress and the militia groups, whose members are now largely unable to talk to the panel, having been placed under criminal investigation by the Department of Justice. Jeez. <laughs> the trouble of the select committee is that it may have run out of time to go down the subpoena route. Even if the panel were now to issue a bevy of subpoenas to House Republicans, if their colleagues decided to ignore them, the only real option to enforce them would be to pursue action through the slow grinding cogs of the judicial system. But some members believe Republicans may just cooperate if they're subpoenaed, since Republican subpoenas to Democrats in future investigations would only have teeth if Republicans don't defang the very congressional subpoenas first by defying them. Meaning, if you ignore our subpoenas and you subpoena us, guess what? Yep. So that's what's happening there. And thank you for giving me this story. This is a lovely story. Students graduating from a historically black college in East Texas were told at their commencement ceremony that an anonymous donor had paid their balances. And that's from officials. Wiley College said in a news release that over 100 students were gathered for graduation Saturday when the school's president made the announcement. And this is the quote, we're constantly communicating with donors to assist students in these ways so that they can begin their after-college experience with less debt. And that's from Herman Felton Jr., Wiley's president and CEO. That's what he said in a news release. The college said in the news release that the estimated total for balances owed to the college by the graduating class of 2022 was about $300,000. A 2007 movie, quote, The Great Debaters, starring Denzel Washington, was inspired by the 1935 debate in which Wiley prevailed over the University of Southern California's nationally known powerhouse team at the time when the nation was heavily segregated. So this has been going on. This is good stuff. Yeah, that's uh, I love that little end just to, to, you know, remind folks who might not know what Wiley College is. That's so beautiful. Can you imagine sitting there at your graduation and being told all the money that you just borrowed is being paid off. I mean, the feelings of like relief. That's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that story. We do have some more good news from listeners. Listeners submitted good news. And if you want to submit anything, you can do so at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. We're going to get to that right after the break. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. The Beans Today is brought to you by Helix Sleep. You know, I used to suffer from sleep deprivation. I had problems falling asleep and I couldn't stay asleep either. I'd wake up in the morning sore and it was difficult to get out of bed and everyone needs a good night's sleep. And I was suffering. And at first I thought it was stress and anxiety. But as it turns out, I was sleeping on someone else's mattress. Luckily, Helix Sleep came to my rescue. It was so easy. Helix Sleep has an online sleep quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Helix knows everyone is unique. So they offer a wide variety of mattresses, including soft, medium, and firm. They have a plus-size mattress for plus-size sleepers. My perfect mattress is the Helix Midnight because I like a medium-firm mattress and I sleep on my side. Now, I fall asleep right away. I wake up feeling rested. And it's been great for my aches and pains, too. Honestly, I've never slept this well before. Helix was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine and has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine. So go to the website, helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They'll ship it to you for free. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. 
That's helixsleep.com slash daily beans. Go to the website, take the quiz and get matched with the perfect mattress for you. That's H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash daily beans for $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, good news. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome to the good news. We sure do need it today. And uh, I'm excited to bring it to you. If you have any good news, confessions, corrections, animal photos, will be stories, stuff you're creating, your small business, whatever you want to send us, you can send it to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. And hearing the variations on the beans theme has inspired me to take a stab at writing our good news theme. So I invite you guys to send us an original good news music bit as well. About 10, 15 seconds, something like that. Can't wait to hear what you come up with. First up from Richard, pronouns none given. Hi, AGDG and all my other fave favas. <laughs> a comment on your car alarm mocking mockingbird. It's no coincidence. <laughs> it sounded like a car alarm. Try Googling car alarm mockingbird. Oh, the way that style of car alarm cycles line up is the way mockingbirds cycle through their repertoire of thrills. And oh, and it thrills their souls. One more thing. Mockingbirds are doing fine, but please discourage listeners from playing back bird calls to the birds. It can fuck with their reproductive success. Thanks oh. for the show. Interesting. Oh. Huh. Huh. Oh, I indeed. Didn't know that. My bad. I won't do that again. Thank you for that. Yeah. Good to know. All right. I bet Republicans don't do callbacks to birds because they really care about reproductive success. That's it. I'm just trying to save them the whole birth control problem. That's right. This next one's from Tiffany, pronouns she and they. Good news. Small news, but good. After wringing my hands endlessly in recent days about what I could do to help pregnant folks seeking an abortion in this hellscape, I finally found some guidance. I live in a very blue city in a blue state, and I know pregnant people are trying to get here to get abortion care. I wanted to be helpful, maybe offer my spare bedroom for recovery or rides from the airport, just anything that might help. And I didn't know where to start. And then a friend shared this, apiarycollective.org, which is a resource for finding practical support orgs, PSOs, uh, where you are to help folks as they seek the medical care they need and still have a right to. For now, it's helping, and I'm glad. If you need to find a way to plug into wraparound services for folks choosing an abortion, see Apiary Collective to find out practical ways to help beyond supporting this, just the clinics and the legal orgs fighting back. Amazing. Apiarycollective.org. Excellent. Thank you for that. I'm going to check that out, Tiffany, because I've been wondering what I can do too, right? Because I'm blue state, blue city. How can I support? How can I help? Next up from Patty, no pronouns given, pod pet tax. I am submitting my taxes since I am not working at the moment and want to pay my way. <laughs> I give you Mojo, I am Groot, and Ziggy Stardust. Excellent names, Patty. This is our beloved. Mojo's claim to fame is, is shiding Romney for Seamus by reminding him dogs ride inside and sometimes even drive. His motto was throw the ball, throw the ball. Sadly, we lost him eight years ago. Next is I am Groot, a.k.a. Groot Groot. He's our dumbass, but we love him. <laughs> He's also a frat boy wannabe and likes to show his junk. Show him junk, yes. His motto is I am a dumbass and I'm also terrified of everything. Finally, we have the one and only Ziggy Stardust, who is just beyond cool like her namesake. Thank you, Allison, Dana, and Amy for everything. I'm so glad I found y'all. Let's see these. Oh, look at. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dogs are see. so funny okay the third oh. picture that photoshop is fantastic <laughs> oh my god i love it that's 
Wonderful. Thank Absolutely you. wonderful. Excellent job, Patty. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. This is from Joanne, pronoun she and her. Hey there. Just wanted to say thank you for all your hard work. TDB is the first thing I listen to when I wake up. As the question of the day is always, what am I doing to increase the vote in November? I want to say I just joined the League of Women Voters. I'm a huge introvert, so this is kind of a big deal for me. And I'm working on my next batch of postcards to voters. Here are my chunky boys, Sunny and Bo. Look at the chunks. And those are big fucking cats. <laughs> They're so adorable. Oh, but they really are. Oh, but... I think is Bo the gianter one? Because that's a big ass cat. Those are big boys. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're beautiful. All right, thank you for that. And finally, from Anonymous, pronoun she and her. Hello, I'm a longtime listener. I have both good news and a plea. I took in a lactating mama cat and her five babies six weeks ago via a real estate agent neighbor. We got mama vetted, dewormed, treated her ear mites, and got her first vaccinations. I have thankfully found homes for all the kittens. Here's my plea. If you're in the central Texas area and you're considering a cat, please consider this mama. She's a teen mom, used to dogs, doesn't seem scared of anything. She'd never been inside before we took her in, and even so, she's the sweetest purr you've ever met. She's also orange and white, which is uncommon for a female cat. Yes, it is. We have plenty of pets already, and though we love her, keeping her is not in the cards for us. Look at this beautiful Look how girl. sweet. She's gorgeous. She's a beautiful oh, mama. that second picture. Okay, so how, do I have any contact information on how to reach, how you how people can reach out to you? I guess just send me an email at hello at MullerSheWrote.com if you're in the Central Texas area and you, you want this baby. Uh, and I'll see if I put you in touch with Anonymous here. Love it. Absolutely love it. Sounds All good cool. people out there trying to do good things. Look at the baby kitty. I know they're sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending these in, everyone. If you have anything you want to send to us, please do. Do not hesitate. Head straight to dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Submit your stuff. I would love to read it. And I know Dana would love to read it. We need this good news so much right now with everything that's going on. So we really appreciate you. Any, any final thoughts before we get out of here today, Dana? Oh, no final thoughts. I'm just wishing everyone a good rest of the week. It's been challenging for some. So just take care of yourselves. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>